chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6. You know, we, we've been on this month on family matters and we've dealt with so many things. We've also, you know, teenagers are dismissed. Teenagers are dismissed. Amen. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Amen. They're dismissed. They have their class in the back. They've been teaching them in the back. Amen. So um, if you have your Bible, go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We win on this month. We've been talking about family matters and we've been dealing with different things. We talked about valuing our homes, valuing our homes and valuing our spouses, valuing our children. We've talked about uh, the testimony of the home and how, how it's important that, that, that we live for God not only at church and at our jobs, but we live for God also at home. And that our kids won't get confused and they won't be uh, um, uh, confused, but they would understand that we are living for God everywhere else. And, and that is, if it's at home, it's real. And uh, we want to influence them at home also. Amen. And uh, this morning, I also, I want to minister on, on giving values to your children or training your kids with values, if I can say it like that. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says these words. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and adoration of the Lord. Father, we just thank you this morning for your presence that's in this place. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us and Give us a revelation, oh God, that you would cause us to understand, God, that we need to give value, godly values to our children, God. I pray, Father God, that you give us the wisdom and the strength to continue to be everything you want us to be, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. I, I've noticed now in this generations of generations have changed. You know, back in my generation and growing up, and some of you even before that, is, is you didn't talk back to your mom. You didn't talk back to dad. You didn't talk back. You just didn't talk back. <laughs> and, and so if you talk back, uh, uh, you got the backhand of something. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, I was really great at dodgeball because my mom threw everything at me. She threw the, she threw ashtrays, chews, and chanclas. And so I was really good. Amen. Believe it or not, I used to be skinny. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And so, so I was really good in dodging things. And, and because, why? Because she wanted to prove a point and, and she wanted me to learn how to respect and, 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 and learn to be quiet and, and listen. And, and it, you know, now we, we, we live in a generation today uh, uh, that, that uh, the kids control the parents. And from a young age, they're controlling them and they have a sense of, of holding them because they're holding them disinherited by their hearts. Because we love them so much and we allow them to control our hearts. And our emotions and how we act and how we do things. You know, there was a, 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 a young lady and she was with her daughter and, and, and they were in the market and they were shopping. And all of a sudden the, the, daughter, the mom said, you know, Betty, you better stop or I'm going to whip you. And all of a sudden someone's hearing from far off and, and the more they go and, and, and the more the daughter's acting up and says, Betty, you better stop or I'm going to whip you. And all of a sudden you see the daughter getting louder and louder and she's like, Betty, you better stop it or I'm going to whip you. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the lady comes in the shop, the one that works there, walks up and says, looks at the young girl and gets down to the young girl's eyes and looks at her and says, you know, Betty, you need to stop it because you need to respect your mom. And the mom said, no, no, I'm Betty. <laughs> I'm telling myself I need to stop it. <laughs> Some of you got it. You didn't get it. 
She was trying to tell herself, I don't want to lose it because I, I, I'm going to allow her to do what she wanted to do, but I need to behave, not her. We live in a generation where we don't want to bring values or, or bring guidelines to young children. And I'll never forget my son when he was, when he was young and my God, that guy was too much. He, he would, I remember my wife would tell me, because it never happened with me, but only with my wife. He, my wife would take him to the market and he would have a panic attack and start throwing things out of the, out, out of the, out of the, uh, um, the cart. And I said, he does what? And that's why the church has a restroom. Hello, somebody. You don't hear me though. Oh my God. That's why the Lord made a little fluffy little spot there. Some are just fluffier than others. Amen. Some don't have it, but you know, but it's there for a reason. And, and I remember taking my son to the, the restroom and, and taking him and dealing with him in the restroom, dealing with him in the, in the church. But now like, we wait till we get home and then we forget about it and we don't do nothing about it. And they grow up being wild stallions. Wild stallions. Church, I, I want you to know that that's, discipline a child is, is one thing. One thing. The Bible says, you know, you spoil, spoil the rod, spoil the child. There's so many scriptures that deal with it. It says, the Bible even says, if you spank him, he won't die. That's, I'm not, this is the way I, I tell people. Some people say, well, I don't know how to discipline my child. I go, this is the most simplest way I can tell you. This is only one way. I'm going to deal with a lot of different things, but this is one way. You get your child. You don't hit him when you're mad. Don't spank him when you're mad and frustrated. You get him. I get my son, my daughter. I talk to them. I sit there. I said, Tom, look at Listen, I says, what you're doing is wrong. And you're being disobedient and you're going to go to hell. <laughs> the Bible talks about it. You, you, you read your Bible. It's all, don't be disrespecting your parents. I tell them, God don't love that. I say, so I'm going to sit there. I'm going to bend you over. I'm going to spank you and you lose in your soft spot because I love you. And all of a sudden, one, two, three, I turn around. I said, now give me a hug. I love me. To give me a hug, cry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, I'll never forget one time that my daughter is walking and I told her, I told her go to the room because I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to spank you. She said, let's go to the room. She starts walking up the stairs and she said, just spank me already. I hate when you talk to me because it hurts more. <laughs> and now I, I started laughing so bad that I lost my composure. And I, I looked at her and said, go to the room. Man. Just go to your room. And I'm like, that would be her. But the reality is I was disciplining her and dealing with her because I wanted to develop some values in her. You know, I believe that as parents, we're not here to provoke our parents, provoke our children. Amen. I'll never forget that I've, I've repented to my sons and my daughters. See, parents today don't like to say sorry to their parents, to their kids no more. I've, 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 I've told my son, son, I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry, son, for... For, you know, for pushing your buttons. Everybody with me so far? See, if your family matters, you're willing to fix some things. Come on, somebody. Amen. If your family matters, you're willing to fix some things. Because parents, you're not always right, right? <laughs> Come on, somebody. We're not always right. And, and so I, I, I had to do this. I'll never forget. And I had it at the altar. And, and, and it was something that built something there within us. When I say, no, I'm sorry, son. Because I knew I was wrong. Amen. And so I repented. I, I talked to him. And, and ever since then, it's been an open conversation with my children. Because why? Because I've said, I'm, I don't want to provoke my children. 
because my family matters. And I don't want them to grow up and hate me and not want to show up to events or even to my own birthday. Hello, somebody. Come on, somebody. I don't want them to say, I, I got to show because he's my dad or because she's my mom. No, no. I want them to go because they love me. And I, and I, and I, and I instill something inside them because our kids are going to grow up. Get that through our heads. They're going to grow up. One day your son's going to have a mustache. Maybe even your daughter. But one day <laughs> they're going to grow. And what did we instill in them? Come on, somebody. What, what, what did we instill in them? See, a lot of times in doing what we're doing right now, I, I work with the district attorneys and, and I work with the, we've been working with the district attorneys. We go into the schools and we've been teaching kids from fourth grade to high school to, uh, to, to, to seniors all the way to uh, um, 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 community schools. And we've been going to, to the um, um, also universities, speaking to the, the university kids at UCLA, uh, Loma Linda University. We, we go in there, me and a few of the guys, Art and uh, Samantha and uh, our, our, um, Alonzo, we go in there and we speak. And we're finding out that a lot of parents are leaving it up to the government to train their kids. Come on, somebody, to, to values in your children. And so I want you to know today, parents, we need to raise our children with values. Come on, somebody, with values, with kingdom values, with spiritual values, with heavenly values. Amen. But this is what I want you to know today, because if we don't put values in them and train them up in the values, kingdom values, the world would. The school would put values in them. Or they will find somewhere else to put values in them. Amen? See, parents raise, we need to, number one, that was what I'm talking about this morning, if I can. Parents raise your children to reflect God's image. Someone say God's image. Come on, we, we want them to reflect, amen, God's image because we were created, amen, in God's image. Amen, amen. amen. come on, in Ephesians, in Ephesians, I, I love what it says and I want you to, See this with me, please. It says in Ephesians 6, 4, it says, it says, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training. Come on, in the training of the Lord. In the training of the things of God. Listen, carefully to this this morning if you can. The biblical goal of parenting is to raise children to reflect the kingdom of God and to promote who God is. We, we want our children, I don't know about you, but here are these, all these young kids that are here today. We want them, amen, right now when they're young, to know who it is to know God. Amen. amen. Um, amen. Let me even say something like this if I can. You know that the first few years of your son's skull is really soft? How, women, how, 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 when, did it start, when does it start forming? When does it stop forming? When they're how old? They start forming when they're, they're, when they're young kids. Listen, when they're young, they're, it's soft. When they're one or two, it's still soft. Right or wrong, it's still soft. It, 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 when they start getting a little bit older, I think I was reading it right, I think it was like about eight or nine. It starts getting, it's really pretty much forming. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. It's, it's, it's soft and it's being formed. And so we think that when they're young, they don't know nothing. 
Or they don't see what's going on. Or they don't understand nothing. You know, just, you know, just, you know, shut up, sit down, do this, do that. Because see what I'm going to tell you. But they're being formed in those years. As much as their brain is being formed, as much as their skull's being formed, as much as their value is being formed. Come on, somebody. We, we want to, then all of a sudden, when they start getting older, when they start getting like young, young, young men, young women, then we want to give them values. Pretty soon they don't want to listen to you no more. <laughs> so why don't we work with them now that they want to listen? Come on, so why don't we work with them now that they're young, that we can instill stuff inside them, that you know, the fear of the Lord, amen, is the first step to wisdom. Your kids are very important. Your kids are very, are very much valued. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you they're just kids. Amen. They are somebody. They're the next generation. They're the next sons and daughters. They're the next preachers. They're the next, the next generation of holiness and godliness. How many of you ever said to yourselves, I wish I would have changed when I was younger? You have an opportunity with the kids that you have in your house. Come on. To let them know there is hope. You won't know what the greatest testimony is. It's not that I've been in prison and I got set free. The, the, the greatest testimony is not that I was a drug addict and I'm not doing that no more. The greatest testimony is not that, you know, you know, no, the greatest testimony is I came to group in church and I never had to try that. I grew up in church. Y me quedé en la casa de Dios. I grew up in church and I allowed God to be God and to be Lord of my life. That's the best testimony. That's the greatest testimony. That's the most powerful testimony. Let the world try to pollute me, but I didn't let it because my mom and my dad had values and they put values in me and they told me that was wrong, that's not right. And, and, they, and they created me, amen, to form me into godly values that I reflect who God is. Amen. Listen to me this morning if you can. Teach them how to live out their faith under the world's pressures. Wow. Teach them to live out their faith, guys, under the world's pressure. I mean, you notice that you guys are going one way and the world's going another way? How many of you notice that you're, you're trying to go forward, all of a sudden everybody's going backwards? All of a sudden you're, you're, you're trying to do right and everybody wants to do wrong? But it's up to us to teach our children it's okay to love God. It's okay to pray for your food in the open. You, you see how basic this is, but how important it is that we forget about this? Come on, somebody, that, that the world will stand and, and do uh, uh, all what they want uh, uh, and, and just be out, just blatant about whatever. But the church has, you know, I want to pray too long because I don't want to ruin nobody. I don't want to offend nobody. And everybody will offend us. And everybody will offend the kingdom of God. We need to train our children that it's okay to live out your faith. Come on, it's okay to proclaim your faith. Amen. See, parents, we must, this ain't care, do the hard work of correcting our children. Someone, someone say hard work. <laughs> so we know it's hard work. Especially when they look at you like, I'm sorry. The battle of their big old eyelashes, their big old lips, and you love them. That's what I'm saying. Our children know how to get our hearts. You know, my son, I had no problem with my daughter, but Bella is like, she, somehow she gets my heart. And then she pulls it out of me. And then she shows it to me. 
And it's hard. It's hard. But let me tell you, I am ruining her if I don't deal with her. How does a giant grow? Or how does a giant start when it's a baby? It's a baby. How do you destroy a giant? Not when it's asleep. Hello. When it's a baby, you deal with it. Because, come on, amen. If you don't deal with giants, listen carefully, they're going to grow up and they're going to get older and older. And pretty soon the giants are going to control you. So I, I tell you this morning, church, well, Pastor, I don't believe in disciplining my child. That's fine. Let them discipline you when you get older. That's cool. But then it's unbiblical. It's unbiblical. The simplicity this morning, if I can, no, we need to do the hard work to take care of our children so they can grow up to be healthy, respectful, loving children, and loving God. Amen. How many have ever seen someone where the young kid is just yelling at the parents and you're like, oh my God, if that was my kid, I was, you remember they said, they, and then pretty soon our kids do it and we don't even do nothing. Oh, you missed that one. Oh, ouch, ouch. I remember people saying, oh, when my kid's born, oh, he's going to be the best behaved child in the world and he's never going to do nothing wrong. Tell me now after you have two of them. Because we have a fantasy. How many had a fantasy about your child? Anybody here had a fantasy? Oh, no, not my son. All of a sudden, oh, yes, your son. No, no, my daughter. Oh, yes, your daughter. We, we live in a fantasy. But the only way that our fantasy can become reality is if we put godly values in them. Come on, somebody. If we instill godly values. Amen. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, when, I was young, when I was younger and my son was young and, I, and my wife told me, how old? Is it okay for your son to date? Ah, when he's eight years old. <laughs> I was messing around. I was messing around, but I, I you know, and I told him, no, when, he, when he's about, about 16 years old, I let him date when he's 16, you know, to me. That's me, just me, I'm just personally me. All of a sudden, he, picked, he got a girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend now, and I was like. <laughs> 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 she lives all the way in the desert, and he don't even, t- he only talked to her, he don't even see her. Probably see her, he's seen her twice in a year. You know, when we hear, <laughs> And at 16, I was running the streets. I was all psycho. I was all crazy. And I look at him now, and, and he's all. <laughs> we had to instill values. We had to, it, it, it took work. It, it, it not the, he's not the perfect child. But at least he's not doing what I was doing at 16. Yeah. We need to make sure that we instill. It's our job. Somebody say our job our job it, 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 it hurts it's hard but let me tell you it's worth it oh it's going to be worth it it's going to be come on someone say worth it it's going it's going to be worth it when you and I put kingdom values in our children amen kingdom values and to know that uh, we, and we instruct him in the things of God listen the Lord molds parents too you know the Lord molds us the Lord molds us by disciplining us <laughs> let's go to Proverbs chapter 3 real quick Proverbs chapter 3 Proverbios 3. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 11 says these words. My son, do not despise the chastising of the Lord, nor detest his corrections. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as a father, 
the, the son in whom he delights. My God. So now, now listen carefully. Whom the Lord loves, he what? He corrects. He chastises. So what do we do when we're correcting our children? We're loving them. Remember when we say things like, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you? And they're probably saying, you liar. <laughs> but the reality, church, as a father, it does hurt. When you deal with your children, when you work with your children, when you correct your children, it does. But you shouldn't allow that to stop you. Come on, somebody. Amen. It shouldn't allow that to stop you. What you're going through, what the feeling that you're going through, learn to let them know, son, daughter, I love you. I love you. I want the best for you. I want the best for you. Why? Because the Bible says, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. I don't know about you, but God has dealt with me. God has dealt with me. And, and, and has disciplined me in, 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 in areas in, in my life that have to develop values and, and godly character. When I, allowed, when I allowed it to take place, I learned. But when I didn't allow it to take root, I, I, just, I just got older and didn't learn nothing. I tell people, sometimes we only get older, but we don't mature. How many of you have seen a lot of 40, 50-year-old guys who, who still think they're youngsters? You're stuck in a time warp. Amen. You ain't young no more, baby. Hello, somebody. That was for free. I don't know where that came out for free. See, if I can help you this morning, is the job of the parents is to establish the value, the values of God in our children. It's our job, guys, to let them know to love God. Come on, somebody, amen. To let them know that it's okay to love God. And I, and I want to really stress this this morning, if I can, is we need to insert this in our children, amen, that God loves them, amen, that God loves them, and to let's love on God. Come on, let's love on God. Let, let's express to them, amen, that, that Jesus is the answer. My wife came earlier today, and she just spoke a little while ago, and she was talking about they, they, they need a point of reference, and we need to give them that point of reference to our children. Amen. The church does their job. The teachers are doing their job. And parents, we need to do our job. Come on, somebody. Do the best that we can as parents. Amen. Because how many know every parent can do better? How many here can really say, I can do better? I know I, I, I can always do better. And I want to do better. Because why? Because I want to benefit my family. I want to benefit my family. I want to benefit my sons. I want to benefit my daughters. Amen. Because I know if I instill this in them, wow, if I instill these values in them, that it's going to affect them forever. Amen. Now listen carefully to this if, we, if you can, church. Listen. If parents don't raise their kids with the kingdom values, their kids will get their values somewhere else. Remember I said that? They'll get it from the media. They'll get it from different cultures. And this is the most scariest one. They'll get it from their friends. Friends will say, well, it's okay. I'm doing it. My mom lets me get away with it. My dad lets me get away with it. Amen. You know, my daughter was telling me that, you know, uh, they were in the, in, the, in, the, in the, when this was in seventh grade, it's about a year ago, that, that they were in the, in the field out there in her school and everybody was smoking weed out there. In the field, in the schools. Do you know that right now in fifth grade that they're having, a, they're having a problems with pregnancy? We're in the schools right now. 
And we're seeing all this stuff that we're dealing with in the schools. Right now, from 6th, 7th, and 8th, there's, everybody is, is smoking drugs in the, in, in, at school. What grade's a 6-year-old? Uh, excuse me, 11, 11-year-olds in 6th grade, 11. 12, 13, young, our young adult kids, and we think they don't see nothing. Oh, don't, don't talk about that at church. Why, when they're learning that in the schools? We need to watch and protect our children. Amen? Your family matters. That's why I've been ministering on this the last, this whole month. This is, these topics that I've been talking about, things that I've been talking about, it, it's, it's rare to you hearing them, but it's the reality of it. I, I, I rather, I'd rather you help me now before it gets worse. I'd rather be helped in the, in, in right before all hell breaks loose than to have all hell break loose and not know what's going on. I don't know about you, but tell me while I'm going through something. Don't tell me after, you know, oh, I hope I would have learned that before this happened. Church, the reality is our friends or their friends sometimes values don't match with your values. Amen. Do you ask your kids, do your, did your friends go to church? See, we don't think that. You know, we don't think like that. But when you start thinking like that, you'll find out why certain things are taking place. You'll find out why some are getting affected in certain ways and why certain stuff is happening. Well, mom, all oh, dad, well, all you want to do is, is, is boss me and control me. Well, yeah, sure I am. Well, you're living with me, I am. Come on, somebody. Well, I am Well, you're here with me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be your friend. I'm here to be your parent. I'm going to parent you and it's going to hurt. But when you get older and you have kids, you're going to understand everything. Come on, somebody. We were talking about. Everybody with me so far. See, when parents don't discipline their children, listen carefully. Society has set up systems to provide for their misdiscipline. Wow. See, when we don't do what we're supposed to do, there's a system set up for that. There's a system set up for that. And, and, and I'm telling you that we don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want my children in this system. Come on, somebody. I don't want my children caught up in the system. I'm going to do my best. Now, now listen, where I, this is what I want to get to this morning, if I can, for the sake of time. Listen carefully. In the Old Testament, God identified himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Listen to what I'm telling you. God identified himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because he wanted the transfer of kingdom values to the next generation. Come on, this is three generations. He's saying, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. Come on, somebody, the God of Jacob. And am I your God in your house? Can they say, that's my God. I am the God of Edgy. I am the God of John. I am the God of Stella. I am the God of Raymond. Uh, come on, somebody. Can they say that about us in our house? That's what I want you to see this morning. Are we transferring these values into our home, into our children? Amen. See, 
God wants parents to teach his love, his values to their children, both informationally and exemplarily. If that's even a word, hello. <laughs> I make up words. Don't worry about it. I make up words all the time. In other words, he, God wants us to express his love and his presence through information and through just living through exampleship. Sometimes we might not have time, amen, to teach them the Bible every day or teach them somebody, but your example. Wow, your example in the house shows he's the God of Alonzo. He's the God of art. Come on, he, 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 that, 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 that's my God. Hey, you catch what I'm saying this morning. We want to transfer that into our children. So it will go to generation, to generation, to generation. Amen. See, in Deuteronomy, and I'll be closing this one, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 7 says these words. You shall teach them to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Wow. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hands, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Wow. Church, the simplicity is we must teach our children values. What type of values are we giving our children? It's okay to cuss. It's okay to listen to all that crazy music that's messing your mind up. See, we live in a world today that we think the times have changed. So you know what? We, we can listen to any music we want. It's okay. It's okay. Listen to that music. And, you know, it's just, it's just oldies. It's just this. It's just that. But we're teaching them that the secular world is okay. So then we get mad when they're listening to Tupac and listening to Eminem and oh, what do you do? What do you guys listen to all that? Well, what about you, Dad? What about you, Mom? See, we don't we're forgetting these things. And then you're some of you guys are worshipers and some of you guys are worshiping God and you lead worship and then you are doing the same thing. Let me go make it a little deeper if I can. Just a little more deeper if I can. If we don't put up standards and values in our house, they're going to find their own. Come on, they're going to find their own, and they're going to think it's okay, and it's okay, and they're really going to affect them. Because young children have two things in their minds. Can I tell you? No, you guys are thinking wrong. Listen to things in their mind. It's called intelligence and emotions. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. Their emotions are this big. Their intelligence is this big. They're all emotions. Young children are all emotions. That's why they get mad fast, frustrated, and, oh, you don't love me. All of a sudden, they go to the extreme. I hate you. They might not even say it sometimes, but they'll get mad because their emotions are up here and their intelligence level is down here. But as they grow and as you give them values, and as you give them values, kingdom values, their intelligence begins to grow. 
and their emotions begin to shrink. Now all of a sudden, now their emotions start getting in order. And now their intelligence is growing. Okay, you know, mom was right. Dad was right. They might not like it then, but they're going to catch it later. Come on, somebody. Amen. And don't allow, amen, their emotions to affect you and to, to make you stop instilling kingdom values. Listen to me this morning if you can, please. They're all going to grow up. They're going to get older. What have we instilled in them? What can they take to the bank from you? What have we taught them? It's okay to run. It's okay to hide. It's okay to get upset. It's okay to, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Or have we taught them to know in their hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus? How we taught them to stand still and know that I'm God? How we taught them to cry out to God, He'll answer you? How have we taught them to know that with God all things are possible? Have we laid in them values that'll cause them to get a hold of God when things get hard? I want you to stand with me this morning, church. There's a generation of children whose conscience don't beep anymore. <laughs> we say it like this, this you know, and, and at the airports, at the airports, when I, when I travel, I go to the airports and, and when you travel to the airport, if you don't take off all your, all your, your accessories, you beep. You beep, right? You go through those beeping things, you beep. You take it off and then it don't beep. But as time goes by, and, and if they don't, I don't, time goes by. Listen, I'm going to tell you, time goes by. When you walk through those machines, you can be wearing a belt and, and, and jewelry, whatever, and it won't beep. You know why? Because the, 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 the collaboration of it, the timing of it, it's off. Because it hasn't been adjusted. So you can get away with things. And we don't adjust our children. Things are, they're getting away with a bunch of stuff. Adjusted, some things to be adjusted on. And it's our job to adjust some things on. If not, we're gonna let them get away with all this stuff, and pretty soon they're gonna get start getting away with murder. It's just a figure of speech, you know what I'm talking about. You know, in, in Israel, they plant olive trees. And these olive trees that are planted in Israel do not bear fruit for 15 years. They don't bear no fruit for 15 years. Now listen carefully. They are planted. It takes olives 15 years before they are produced any olives. For 15 years, the farmer tends the trees. He prunes it regularly. And he makes sure that its roots grow deep down into the soil. Then after 15 years of preparation, the olive tree starts producing olives. Because its roots grow strong and deep. And listen what I'm telling you. He makes sure that he's on it. He's pruning it. He's watering it. He's taking care of it. And he's making sure the roots are growing. Come on somebody. Amen. The olive tree represents our kids. Sometimes you might not see everything you put in them. But eventually you will. Come on, somebody. Eventually, you will. You'll find out what have I put in them. 
see right now to this day there's olive trees that have been in Israel for thousands of years this is what I'm going to tell you there are some trees in Israel that are still bearing fruit from thousand years ago even from when Jesus walked likewise parents must take the time to help their children go deep in God's word in order to prepare them for the life that's ahead of them come on amen listen to me carefully our kids are growing they're growing let's give them some godly value principles that'll protect them and guide them so they can always reflect to Jesus they can always come back to the things of God if anything happens Sons of my daughters. And that's you this morning. Say, that's me. I, I 